0: Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated where we are committed to empowering your recovery and elevating your sobriety. You are here with your co-hosts. Kevin Thole. And Jim Pakonan. And welcome to another exciting episode. And today, let's talk about family issues in recovery. What do you think about that one?
1: Family issues in recovery. Well, Ooh. I think they're better issues than family issues in active addiction.
0: So yeah. Tell me about the uh, family issues (laughs) in active addiction.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that what, what we should talk about definitely is like how you transition maybe from transition your family back or hopefully I think that the, the key is it's better than it was when we were in active addiction, but we still have to talk a lot about the family issues that we caused in active addiction. Yeah. Uh, So we, Yeah, I think that your family can be one of your biggest uh, assets or sometimes your biggest liabilities when it comes to your sobriety.
0: It literally depends upon how you open up through your very early recovery to them, allowing them to say what they need to say and allowing you to say what you need to say. And you're about to say something like it depends upon...
1: Well, I think that sometimes some families are toxic and just aren't going to be very supportive. And I think it's important for people maybe to hear that if you're out there, I think it's going to be easy for us to talk about different ways where your family can help you or, or this great way to get your family, uh, to deal with these family issues. And sometimes it's just not possible. And, um, And I I feel that for you. I know that Jim and me both feel that for you if that's your case. And and we're sorry that it's like that. But it is like that for some people.
0: Yeah, for some families simply never recover. And some families will not give you the support that you need to succeed. That does not mean that your sobriety has to fail or your recovery has to deflate. It just means you have a little bit more work in front of you.
1: I think that's why it's so important that we we worry about ourselves when it comes to, to this because the family issue is going to get better if we fix ourselves and we really work on ourselves. If we do all of the work for ourselves, then we can start to deal with those family issues as we get sober.
0: Well, and there's a lot of truth in that because the more confident, the more secure you are. And like in our last episode, the more you develop a healthy support network once you really empower yourself and you get to this space that that your recovery is empowered, then you can take your family on and you can actually see about doing what you can to shift how they see you. And one of the biggest things it's going to take is just action, because I think most family members are literally simply going to be watching you.
1: The family is going to want to see a change before they start to... Uh expect things to be any different. And a lot of times for me, I remember whenever I was doing a lot of work and they weren't doing anything, which was completely understandable. When I got back, I expected everybody to understand what I had been through talking about whenever I got back from rehab. Yep. Hold on.
0: So no, it's fine. It's just, just keep going. We have some kids in the background. That is the absolute beauty of this program is that Kevin's family is actively here and your kid and the kids right now are being loud and that's completely okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are the uh, neighborhood hub for the evening. So we've got all the kids here, uh, which is, is fun. It's a lot of fun.
0: And I also have to say for someone with two years of sobriety, that is, you've been given an incredible responsibility that all the neighborhood kids are over there right now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'll tell, Please. sorry, I'll tell a quick story. Um, Please seems to be seems to be my theme so on friday evening i took i went my neighbor my daughter is really close with one of the neighbor girls my daughter's four she's a little bit older but they're close and I was going to take them to go get ice cream we decided so her friend has some allergies so we couldn't go get ice cream so then we were going to go get a slushy and then we decided we were going to go to like a place called swing around fun town which is like a little go-karts mini golf arcade so then I decide at 6 p.m. on a Friday night that, well, why don't I take your other two kids? So me and four kids ended up at Swing Around Funtown. As I was in the car, I took a selfie with the kids because I wanted to get a snapshot of this and just realize, talk about family issues and just, just issues, period. The fact is, is two and a half years ago, I wasn't allowed to drive my daughter. I wasn't really even, a lot of times, allowed to even be with her or around her. And yet here I am taking the neighborhood kids. I've earned this trust. I've earned this. I'm honorable. I'm doing the right things. I'm safe. I'm safe. They're safe with me. And I was able to take that picture and I was able to look at it and just kind of smile and think, look at how much sobriety has done for me. It was not an overnight thing. It was a thing that took time. And that's, you know, we're talking about family issues here. And I think the important thing to remember is that it's going to happen at its own pace. Honorable action over time equals trust. And as I slowly built trust back and I got people to trust me more and more, my family was able to heal more and more.
0: So can you say that a little bit slower? Honorable action over time equals trust. Yes. Because if you're out there and struggling because your family is not being, quote unquote, I have air quotes here, as they should, or if you're listening to this and you have a family member who is in recovery and they are not recovering at the speed that, in air quotes again, you think they should. I want you to hear what Kevin just said with that. What was that again? Honorable
1: action over time equals trust. It's the same thing. I feel like we say this a lot, but it's little by little. And that's how things happen. I saw it in my relationships with my parents, my sister, my niece, nephew, my wife, obviously is the most obvious one. My daughter, my daughter was two. She was a lot more forgiving than everybody else was it took time. And even now to this day, there is still, there's some things, you know, that that aren't completely perfect. But I know that over time, as I keep doing the right things, that trust is going to get deeper and
0: deeper and deeper. So this is really about once you've built the trust up within yourself, you now your actions demonstrate that self love that you have, and then people begin trusting you more.
1: Yeah. And I think you said it at the very beginning and Jim, and I think we can, we, I don't know what happened, but we got off the subject, but where (laughs) we shocker, right? We um, having these conversations and being open early on, or at some point, it doesn't have to be early on, but at some point opening up the conversation and being like, Hey, how did my addiction affect you?
0: And then even exploring, okay, I'm committed to my recovery. If I tell you I'm committed to my recovery, how is that going to look for you such that you begin to trust me more? It is just very open, very authentic, sometimes brutal conversations where you get to understand what it's going to take for you to be a human being of honor, a human being of trust, a human being that gets to rebuild your life such that you can step into a very powerful sobriety and a deep recovery where the actions speak so loud that what follows is a wash of trust and is a wash of confidence. And you build things up with your family again.
1: Yeah. And there was a lot of boundaries put in place. And I think this was a something that is maybe a challenge for people to, uh, to do. But like my wife, she had a lot of conditions, we'll call them, not really rules, but conditions of things that I had to do in order to earn the trust. And I did all kinds of things. I took a breathalyzer three times a day that had facial recognition, some technology that would just to ensure that I was I was doing what I was supposed to do. I had drug tests. I had, was doing different meetings. I had an intensive outpatient treatment plan that I was doing, church services, group couples therapy, all of these things that were boundaries that she put out there. And I'll tell you what, an act of addiction, I would have been like, who makes rules for me? Because of the humility that recovery, sobriety and recovery has brought to me is I was like, you know what? Okay. These are not unreasonable knowing what I had put her through. I think and that's... it's a loaded, it's a loaded question. When you ask somebody how your addiction has affected them, you, it can sometimes hurt, but that's how healing is going to happen.
0: Healing happens from the inside out. Families are healed from the inside out. As you deepen your healing and you sit and you talk and you hear another person, whether it's in your direct family, your extended family, even your close friends, that's where the healing happens. That's where the healing occurs. As you are strong on your path, what will be returned to you is a level of trust. That you will heal those families.
1: It takes time to build all of that up, and it doesn't take very much time to ruin it again.
0: It takes. And one I've seen instance. a lot of,
1: yeah, one instance, and I've seen a lot of people close to me that have maybe relapsed or just did something that was really extremely dishonest, and it really sets you back. And that's why being extremely honest and, like we said, being honorable and and taking action, doing honorable things consistently, mm-hmm. will equal that trust, but you have to continue to do
0: that on a day-to-day basis. And I know we've said this in other podcasts, but recovery occurs in a public light, in almost a group setting. Your addiction oftentimes deepens in isolation. As you get sober and have a commitment to your recovery, that happens in a group setting, in a public setting. You have to be very open with that.
1: Being with other people will help you to cause more connection, which, you know, I've heard it said that connection is the opposite of addiction. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more connection you're making, uh, we're talking about family issues here. So maybe that's with your family, family by blood, or maybe it's your family, whatever your family is in recovery.
0: That's actually a very good point. When we talk about family here, it may be your recovery family it may be your blood family. It may actually be the group of people that you know and trust, and they may be considered a family. Family is such a diverse thing to me. It's those people that you hang with, that you want to be with, that you literally want to create an, an incredible and amazing life with. That is the family that we speak of. So when you think of your family, who are the people around you? that you want to earn their trust, that you want to reconnect, that you want to rebuild. Like what is the tribe, the community, the family? Know that it is your behavior. Know that it is an incremental process of building trust back with them. Once you build that trust back, What you're going to find is something that is going to be far better than you have ever experienced in your addiction.
1: My family, because of my sobriety, is actually a family. And I'm talking about, yes, my immediate family, my wife and my daughter. Sobriety has given me like a real family where we love each other. We trust each other. We're present. I do what I said I was going to do. And I I meet my commitments. All of these things that I didn't do in active addiction. And I, I think sometimes addicts we're like, there's an ongoing joke sometimes that, you know, we want like a medal for doing things that everybody else does all the time. It's, it seems small and, and insignificant, but just things like picking up my daughter from school and, and dropping her off and making sure she's fed and all that. It sounds crazy, but these are things that I didn't do when I was active in addiction. Yeah. So I didn't really have a family until I got sober.
0: And the other thing that I can think of with you is your work family. And your your community family, because you are making a big, you could even say your world family, because you're heading to Africa to make a huge difference for a lot of people. That family, all of those families I just mentioned, have been rebuilt, are now incredible. And there is deep trust that you have within those groups where you make a far more powerful difference in your recovery than you ever did in your addiction.
1: Yeah, and the common theme on how every single one of those groups became reconciled or were, were recovered was because of honesty. I was able to sit down and, and have conversations. In some cases, it wasn't, but in, most of, in all of those cases, I was able to sit down with those people and explain to them, here's what I did, tell them how I did them wrong, how I was going to make amends for it or make it better was going to live the rest of my life to honor that relationship. And what I found is your family, again, all of those families for me, I'm not related to hardly any of the people we talked about, but all of my family and people that were in, in my, the love people that I love and and that I really cared about, all of them accepted my apology but wanted to wait a little bit of time to accept me back in and truly reconcile. Yeah. And it took, in some cases, uh, it took quite some time. And there are some relationships in my life that still have not been reconciled that is a consequence of my addiction, but I've done everything that I can possibly do to make it right. And I think that our families, when we're dealing with our families and with people we love that we hurt or harmed, I think patience is going to be the key. We have to be patient with them if they
0: don't accept what we've done right away. I think you hit the nail on, and then you have to do the work. If you have patience, you do the work, you will rebuild every aspect of your life. Absolutely. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. We've been discussing how to rebuild your family as you strengthen your sobriety. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe. And if you'd like, give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.
1: We'll talk to you guys very soon.
0: Yep. Thanks, and create an incredible day.